Today in Security from Wired. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Security from Wired. The 2022 U.S. midterm elections top security issue? Death threats. While cybersecurity and foreign meddling remain priorities, domestic threats against election workers have risen to the top of the list. By Lily Hay Newman. In the lead-up to the 2018 midterm elections in the United States, law enforcement, intelligence, and election officials were on high alert for digital attacks and influence operations after Russia demonstrated the reality of these threats by targeting the presidential elections in 2016. Six years later, the threat of hacking and malign foreign influence remain, but 2022 is a different time and a new top-line risk has emerged physical safety threats to election officials, their families, and their workplaces. In July 2021, the Department of Justice launched a task force to counter threats against election workers, and the U.S. Election Assistance Commission released security guidance for election professionals. But in recent public comments, lawmakers, top national security officials, and election administrators themselves all expressed concern that misinformation about the security and validity of U.S. voting continues to shape a new threat landscape going into the midterms. In New Mexico, the conspiracies about our voting and election systems have gripped a certain portion of the electorate and have caused people to act. New Mexico's Secretary of State and top election official Maggie Toulouse-Oliver testified before the House of Representatives Homeland Security Committee. During the 2020 election cycle, I was doxxed and had to leave my home for weeks under state police protection. Since 2020, my office has certainly seen an uptick in social media trolling, aggrieved emails, and calls into our office and other communications that parrot the misinformation circulating widely in the national discourse. But more recently, especially since our June 2022 primary election, my office has experienced pointed threats serious enough to be referred to law enforcement. In a discussion recently about midterm election security at the Fordham International Conference on Cybersecurity in New York City, FBI Director Christopher Wray and NSA Director Paul Nakasone emphasized that federal intelligence and law enforcement view foreign adversaries that have been active during the past U.S. elections, including Russia, China, and Iran, as potential threats heading into the 2022 midterms. But threats against election workers now appear at the top of their list. We are positioning ourselves to understand our adversaries better, so we do have a series of operations that we're conducting now and in the future as we approach the fall, Nakasone said. 
But I think the other piece of it is this isn't episodic. This for us is a persistent engagement that we have across time in terms of being able to understand where our adversaries are at, what they're trying to do, where we need to impact them, understanding how they're getting better. When asked how the FBI handles misinformation that stems from foreign influence operations but ultimately embeds itself in the domestic psyche, Ray said that the Bureau simply has a set of enforcement mandates around elections that it focuses on carrying out. We're not the truth police, he told the conference. It's not to say there isn't an important role for calling out falsity versus truth. It's just that our contributions are fairly specific. We're targeting foreign malign influence. We are investigating malicious cyber actors, whether they are foreign or otherwise, that target election infrastructure, so cyber activity. We are investigating federal election crimes, and that covers everything from campaign finance violations to voter fraud and voter suppression, to something that we've seen an alarming amount of over the last little bit, threats of violence against election workers, which we're not going to tolerate. Ray added that threats against election officials are currently a priority for the FBI, These are people who are engaging in tireless and really, frankly, selfless work to ensure free and fair elections for all of us. And the idea that they would become the target of threats of violence is totally unacceptable, Ray said. In a U.S. Election Assistance Commission discussion on election official security recently, Sheriff Peter Katujan of the Middlesex Sheriff's Office in Massachusetts noted that state and local law enforcement are also dealing with questions of how best to protect election officials. We all witnessed the rhetoric and the threats leveled towards officials during the 2020 election, he said. You can see them still being leveled against election officials this past spring during local elections as well as in reference to upcoming state and federal elections this fall. In law enforcement, we need to make sure that we're following up on threats of violence as appropriate in protecting these individuals and thus protecting our democracy. The shift in the threat landscape is significant. Election officials and security researchers have focused over the past two decades on raising awareness about the need for better coordination and stronger digital security protections against the diverse patchwork of local election systems that is a hallmark of U.S. voting. But with that work still in progress and in need of funding, threats to election officials could undercut hard-won progress. While we are now on the right track to secure our election infrastructure against cyber attacks, new and different threats, many with domestic roots, have arisen, including threats of physical harm to our election officials, their families, and their staff. Elizabeth Howard, senior counsel at New York University's Brennan Center for Justice, told the House Homeland Security Committee during a recent hearing, Not surprisingly, these threats are leading to additional serious concerns, such as an alarming number of election officials leaving the profession, which are contributing to the fragility of our democracy. In her testimony, Howard urged Congress to allocate more funds for protecting election officials and to direct federal agencies to focus on the issue and combat misinformation about election integrity in any way possible. John Katko, a Republican from New York and ranking member of the House Homeland Security Committee, summed up the challenge bluntly. A lot of the problems with election security are generated, it seems like to me, from the Internet and the ability of cowards to hide behind the Internet and foment discontent online, and then make that discontent actionable by nutjobs locally. With the November midterms less than four months away, the need to protect election officials grows more urgent by the day, not only for workers and their families, but also for U.S. stability more broadly. As Katujin put it, if we're not protective and careful of what we do now, I think we're more fragile than we think we are. Like what you learned? 
Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at wired.com slash security. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.